Welcome back to the Energetic Automator Series. And it's uh, I, Gavin Wiener, and I host the Energetic Automator Series where we speak to those in the holistic and spiritual world and we talk about their journeys and their experiences and just how they came to be who they are. And today I'm with Erda Tiffany. So firstly, thanks so much for joining me. Of course, it's my pleasure. We've been working up to this, haven't we, Gavin? <laughs> Yeah, it's been lots of lots of ups and downs. And just before we dive into it, I just want to tell everyone watching or listening, you have to stay until the end because Erda's actually going to run us through an incredible, incredible exercise. She's an incredible person, uh, an exercise around affirmation. So you really want to stick to the end because this is quite a special treat and something that's nice and different for um, the series today. So on that note, I mean, Erla, I'd love for you just to, to introduce yourself to people, say hi to everyone, and then just tell everyone a little about, a bit about you and how you're working okay. in the space you're working. All right. Well, um, my name is Erla Tiffany Isaacs. I go by Erla Tiffany, and um, I am a hypnotherapist and an intuitive energy coach. And basically what that means is I specialize in helping people break through blocks, or you can call it pain, or you can call it that stuck feeling you have sometimes in your heart and in your head and sometimes in your body where you don't know what the next step should be or how to execute it or the clarity on your purpose. I help you understand that and not just in a spiritual fashion, but also in business and in relationships and in, you know, that sometimes that interpersonal growth. Mm. Yeah. Well, so well, that's what I do. Yeah. Well, cause you mentioned inner growth, business, et cetera. I'm sure we all would have blocks across every facet of our lives, whether yeah. it's blocks with our relationships, with our friends, blocks with relationships with our family. It's like, even within each of those areas, it goes like even deeper. I imagine you can split it up. Yeah, the, the truth of the matter is a lot of people don't understand that they have blocks because they think they think on a conscious level that they know what's blocking them or they have some idea. And mm. for them, that's enough. Oh, the, it's enough that I know that I might have some things from childhood. I'll deal with that. And so I work specifically with the unconscious mind because consciously we think we know unconsciously that's where you get the juice. That's where your belief systems lie. That's where the values that you carry in each section of your life lies and is created. So I like to say that the conscious mind, that's you right now, beta, the way you think, feel, and act, that's you right now. That's the goal setter. That's the part of you that say, hey, I want that ideal relationship. I want that dream job. I want to make seven figures a month in my business, or I want to find myself spiritually. I want to know what my purpose is. That's a conscious decision. Unconsciously, the, the unconscious mind is the goal getter. That's the part of you that actually can go and get that goal achieved. And most of us, we want things consciously, but our unconscious programmings mean our limiting beliefs from everything we've gone through from childhood to now might be in opposition of that. And most times they are, you know, I've had clients that want to be 
you know, a, a smaller size, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds, but the reason that their body and their unconscious mind is holding on to those pounds is so deep, is so deep that consciously deciding and working out and eating better, that's not going to solve the root cause of why their body is holding on to that weight. And so it's important for each and every person to understand it's great to have a goal. It's great to have a goal, but to have that goal achieved, you absolutely need to understand the coupling between your conscious and unconscious mind. How mm. is my unconscious mind helping or hindering me in achieving this? Mm. And yeah. would, it, would it be aware to people in some way? Like, are there kind of signs when your, um, your conscious and your subconscious are kind of mismatched? Is it that you're just mm. not achieving what you're hoping to achieve, even though you're like, I'm going to do it. I'm on the path. It's like, it's just not happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's phrases like, I just can't, why me? I, you know, it seems like no matter what I do, nothing works or some, for some people, the, the ones that are more uh, empathic or, you know, they're an empath, they mm. feel this hole in their soul to some extent, or a, a part of their body might start twitching when certain things are happening. And they're just like, why does this keep happening? Mm. Because our bodies are in tune to us in, in ways that most people will, will think I'm crazy. But if you go back to not just philosophy, but you know, the science into how the body and the unconscious mind works, you'll be shocked, you know? Um, but I would say it's achieve, it's wanting to achieve something, but three, four days after seeing that you're right back in that old pattern of sabotage, mm. you know, I want to make seven figures in my business, but man, I'm in bed. <laughs> What's keeping you in bed? I want to work out and have that optimal body, but you know, four days in, I can't do it anymore. Or I'm going to skip a day and a day mm. turns into a week and you know, that's just, it's, it's hard. It's trying to achieve a goal with the unconscious mind or subconscious mind. I, I say unconscious mind um, means the same thing hmm. to some people. <laughs> the um, trying to achieve a goal with your unconscious mind not on board is literally like trying to drive a car when you are in the passenger seat. It's not going to happen. Mm, I love that Not analogy. That's an amazing yeah. analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say the key to, not that you asked, but the key to achieving anything is to first understand, is there a block keeping me from it? Mm. Yeah. I mean, and it, is it kind of even possible for someone to be able to find the true blocks on their own or it's like is it like they just don't know what they don't know type of situation mm. so anything's possible I, I never use that word impossible so yes it's possible I would say that a person needs to be at a state a mental place of readiness to to actually accept it you know you can tell someone um I feel like you're triggered because of this, that, and the other. And if they're defensive or in a defensive standpoint, mm. they will not be able to see what that other person is saying. How many times have you tried to explain to a person, 
I understand your point, but uh, I think you're missing mine. And for some reason, they just can't get your point. Mm. They just, they wouldn't, they wouldn't accept, you know, your point. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, also it kind of comes to sales and negotiations. Like you have to mm. make them come to the realization themselves. Otherwise mm. they're never mm-hmm. going to actually buy into it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the same thing in terms of um, getting someone to a place where they're comfortable enough to say there's something wrong. Mm. And what I do is I do with you work. I don't do it for you. I can't do it for you. Mm. You know, most, most uh, hypnotherapists know that you can't make a client close their eyes and go down the steps or see the scenes. It's their job. You can give somebody a tool and say, here's how you build a house, but it is their actions that will actually build that house. So the person needs to be at a state where they know that they can be more, they can achieve more, they can feel happy. A lot of people are waiting to be happy until they achieve something. Oh, I'll be happy when I get that job, that ideal relationship, that person is going to treat me amazing and I'll finally be happy. Or I'll be happy when I see this amount of money in my account. Mm. That's a belief. That's, 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 a, that's a limiting belief because happiness is present Always, always try to be happy tomorrow. You can't do it now. (laughs) It's impossible. You got to do it. Happiness is a present state. You can be happy tomorrow while you're experiencing tomorrow. Mm. Right? So you're saying if even just that mindset of, oh, I'll be happy at X time when Y thing happens, that's a block in itself that mindset is a block in itself absolutely what i would ask i would always ask the question what made you decide that and then with the regression therapy we'll figure out at exactly what point in your past you made that decision and it's surprisingly it's childhood i mean there's a lot of clients where it's teenage stage but i've had clients that made decisions while they were in their mother's womb i was one of them. I made decisions when I was just, I wasn't born yet. Mm-hmm. And through those decisions, it took me four days to be born. I didn't, I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave that comfort zone because I decided because of what my mom is feeling, I felt her. Mm. It's scary out there. Mm. I, I don't want it, you know? So it's very important for a person to understand that if they feel they can't they're not enough they're this isn't available to me I I don't have what it takes Mm. that's a limiting belief and that's something that that's a programming that's been placed within your psychology that's keeping you from actually living up to your true potential who would you be if one day you dropped that you understood it because it's important to understand where things come from Mm. because then you see it for what it is. Mm. You you see it for what it is. And then it's easier to move past it. And it's easier to anchor better habits so you don't go back into that state or that place. 
I mean, it also it sounds like it's treating the the root versus just treating the symptom as well because absolutely. I, I mean, I'm just riffing right now, but I imagine if you establish one block at some point, kind of like I can't be happy until X happens, mm-hmm. and then that mindset might kind of what's the word like develop sprout? another yeah sprout that's it sprout like another kind of block of some sort. And like, maybe mm-hmm. you sort out, you handled that block one day, but you've still got that root one. But if you handle the root one, then you get all of the ones that it sprouted. Does that, Absolutely. Is that kind of a thing? Yeah. So I like to use the analogy of, and that was a great analogy. Yes. Um, I like to say that we are from childhood. Um, we're the root. You know, your critical faculty doesn't come online until you're seven. So everything that you see, feel, and experience around you, you're taking it in consistently. And so, and children are so sensitive to energy. They're sensitive to everything. So you are a sponge at that point. And let's just say you're a sponge. What happens to a sponge if you you submerge it in mud? Mm. It'll get dirty if you put it in water, it'll, it'll sink to the bottom or it'll float on top. It will do what it's supposed to do because we're here as children to experience, right? That's how Mm. we start off. How do I walk? How do I, how do I keep going? How do I feed myself? It's, it's a beautiful experience and I digress, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, the point is, our child selves are our root selves. And a lot of the points that we have blocks, limiting beliefs and fears around things that critically you're thinking about it. You're like, I'm confident. What? Look at my hair. Look at my face. I'm mm-hmm. confident. But you go deep. You don't even have to go too deep. You can see somebody saying something and their actions can allude to something completely different. Mm-hmm. Right? But you go to the root of that and somewhere along the line, that child had a belief that I need to hide or something happened where I'm not enough. And no, that child is not necessarily going to act that out, but that's there. Mm. And as the critical faculty comes online, we do or we say things and we act in a way that is 100% how we feel. You can only act in accordance to how you feel and how you feel is in accordance to what you believe. Mm. So you believe you're not enough. Eventually you'll find yourself in situations to confirm that. And that's all the brain does. It's like, Oh, you want that? And it's the law of, it's the law of, um, of, um, attraction and all that. You're a mirror to what you see, what you ask for, what you show, a lot of us are showing parts of us unconsciously because we don't know. Mm. Knowing is the key. What could be in your root as a child that you, you're just, you're not facing. And that could be the key. Unlocking that could be the key to you achieving that relationship, achieving that peace of mind, achieving happiness, mm. wealth, abundance, whatever. What if? I mean, it sounds like you've become incredibly attuned as well in regards to when there is that incongruence with people of like, they're saying this thing, but 
I can see something out or fact feel something else is not incongruent is not congruent with that. Mm-hmm. Well, that that comes a lot with my intuitive um, self. <laughs> I've always been a very intuitive child. And when I decided to actually step in, because it's a choice, you can choose to hide it and suppress it, or you can step into it. When mm-hmm. I chose to step into it, at first, it was very scary for me. Because, you know, you're feeling other people's emotions, and you don't want to, you don't want to impose, you don't want to say something, but you can feel them. And it's not just their emotions. There's times where um, I can feel pain in the person's body. I can feel where they're mm-hmm. holding grief. It's the sessions with me are very, um, I would say, energetically driven because we are ener- energetic beings. And so it can't just be science. That's why Saivan is the science of Nirvana. It's opening people up to both sides of the coin and how they interplay with each other, which can bring you so much peace and understanding and clarity. Mm. So yeah, the, the intuitive nature of who I am as a, as a being, and everyone's intuitive, I believe. Um, a lot of us just suppress it. It helps. And I'm a, I'm a no BS person. It's kind of hard to lie to me. First off, you know, you can't because I'm like, I see you. I see you. Secondly, why would you? This yeah. is one-on-one work. This is me and you and your guides. Why not? This is where you want to be authentic. This is where you want to be true because you don't want to stay where you are. Mm. Well, right? in, in that regards of people potentially still aligned to you on when they're working with you, that sounds like it might be out of fear. It's like they're scared to, to kind of actually show or kind of actually make the change. Mm. Actually, I've only worked with clients that are ready. And I think I mentioned this before. I'm, I only take a certain amount of clients and that's because the process of me, I can't get you ready. Just like I can't say, Hey, Gavin, go put clothes on right now, go change what you have on and put something else on. Mm. That's, that's a suggestion. You can take it or leave it, Mm. you know? And so what, based on working with clients and not just, not just, I'm talking about working with spiritual teachers, endurance um, athletes, like people who are in some regards in their lives, very on point, Mm. you know, there's still that level of unsurety in where they're trying to move forward. And so understanding that I am not perfect and being humble about that and knowing that I'm here because I want to be better. Mm. Right. It's it's interesting that you mentioned that even those um, from with a spiritual background, like actual spiritual coaches themselves. And it's like these blockages show up with everyone doesn't matter what background or their experiences, like everyone's got their own thing somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's beautiful because life is a, life is an ongoing, it's a, it's a cycle. And as soon as, and a lot of people who are spiritually in tune will, will know this, you pass one hurdle and you're like, whoo, I'm good. Then mm, here's a trigger. Whoops. Let the work mm. begin again. It's, it's a never moving target because we are reaching for apotheosis. We're reaching for that place of, 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 
nirvana, that place of peace where we can see a trigger, but it's no longer associated to us emotionally. So it's, it is what it is. And that's, you know, it's no longer affecting you. It's no longer taking your, your body from a calm state, you know, parasympathetic to a fight or flight mode, because that's Mm. what triggers do. That's what a trigger is, you know? Mm. Do you have any, um, like we're obviously still going to do the the very epic exercise at the end, but Mm -hmm. almost as like another little one, are there ways for people to identify their triggers kind of on the fly? If you know what I mean, like, are there any tips to kind of spot triggers Mm -hmm. right off the bat? Yeah. Um, one, I would say, listen to yourself. Do you catch yourself saying things that are, you know, it's not true, but it just comes out. For example, there's women who look at themselves. I hate my arms. I hate my stomach. Mm. I mean, why? What led you to hating a part of you, you know, and just based on based on just listening to yourself, you can be able to identify, okay, well, I don't think I can do this. Why? I don't know. You know, Mm. what uh, limitations have you put on yourself for no reason? You can't answer the question why you think you can't do it or the reasons you're stating you don't even truly believe on a conscious level. You're like, but I could always do this and I can always... You don't know. There's there's an unsurety within yourself. Um, another way is, um, I would say, clarity. When you're when you're saying you want something, and for some reason, two days later it changes, mm. and then four days later it changes, or or focus. Your focus is completely just jacked up. Two days, you know, three days in, you're working on a project. It doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. So it's like, boom, three more ideas. And then you're, you're just like firing on all cylinders, all your energy going into multiple things, no focus, no laser, no success. Mm. There's a block there. There is incongruency there. Um, I would say sometimes the body tells you. So if you're noticing that you are you know, having a certain feeling towards a person and you're not Mm. really honest with that. And then your throat starts to freeze up. What's going on there? And then just simply paying attention to that. What's happening with my throat? How long have I had this? Which is a beautiful question. Mm. How long has this been here? And if you can trail all the way back to past relationships and maybe childhood, Something happened where you feel like you can't speak your truth, or maybe it's not safe to. There's so many examples I can tell you on how a block can be identified, but the simplest way is just listen to yourself. Mm. What are you saying? How are you responding to people? Yeah, the, yeah. it's interesting you mentioned the, the example if someone's like, oh, I hate my arms or I hate my stomach. It's mm-hmm. like, they might not even be conscious that there's, well, they're obviously saying these things consciously, but they, they don't even like thinking about saying it. it just comes out and they might even struggle to realize that that's probably not a good way to speak to yourself or phrase things. And that's where 
I, I personally see the benefit of working with someone like yourself who can say like, hey, like you realize these words you're using aren't like supporting you in any way. It's like we, we're kind of so ingrained in our habits, our triggers, like we don't even realize that they might not be doing us any favors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like it's the, the words are the symptom. What's the problem? And so mm-hmm. I would use those examples or someone saying that about themselves to get deeper into the psychology. And I can do that because I'm trained in um, neuro-linguistic programming. So it's quite easy for me to have the person start to think outside of the box, you know, release that the handle they have on the problem and start to actually unfold what it could possibly be. Um, but yeah, we, the words we use, words are, words are magic. Words are spells. Words are a hundred percent the way we feel and that's what we express. Mm. So if you unconsciously say something hurtful or hateful about yourself, what's going on internally? What's going on? Do you, do you really feel that way? And, you know, it's easy for some people to say, no, of course not. I love myself. Your habits don't show that you do. Mm. Incongruency. Yeah. And it's also, yeah. I'm sure at that point of the conversation with people, they're like, damn, <laughs> like, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, typically, because I, I, I vet everyone that I work with, like I said, state of readiness, that's you got to be ready to do this work, this level of work. So, um, talking to them just on the epiphany call, they're just like, Whoa, (laughs) Oh, wait. So that's it's, I love seeing that expression on people's face when they're just unfolding the barriers that they placed on themselves. Mm. It's beautiful. It's, it's, it's like, um, unwrapping a new gift. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Or they realize that there is potentially a gift to unwrap even. Mm, yeah. And, and that's the state of readiness as person who's at a state of readiness is also at the mindset of consistency. I'm going to do what it takes, which is another part of this work. A lot of us say we want change. I want to be better. I want to change. I want to lose weight. I want money. But is your actions really showing you that you want what you're saying you want? And if it doesn't, then there is a problem. There is an unconscious block and it is your right, your job, your responsibility to see what could possibly be there preventing you from what you want. It's really simple. (laughs) To me, it's very simple. It's, is there a block there could possibly be? Okay, let me dig deep to see if there is. Oh, there is. I'm willing to do what it takes to clear this block because I want to move forward. Mm. No, I mean, it's, um, (laughs) it makes me think a lot about my experience obviously we've spoken quite a bit off camera other Mm -hmm. times etc yeah it makes me think a lot about um relationships and also business things with me it's like oh i want these things because the people around me are achieving these things Mm -hmm. and then i almost like don't do any of the things i actually need to be doing to achieve that Mm. and that's it's like those things as well like 
complete incongruence. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing I'd love to to go into as a last topic before we we go through that exciting exercise sure. is just talking a bit about like your journey. Like, how did you actually oh. end up doing what you're doing? Because it sounds like you've been aware and feeding these type of things for a long, long time. So just, I think it would be very cool for people to hear the actual sure. journey, like how you got into it. Sure. Um, well, I was born in South America and it's, it's a place where nobody talks about consciousness. There's, I don't think there's a psychologist in the Caribbean. You have psychological issues and you're mad, stupid, or you're a little off your rockers. No one respects mm. mental health there. And that's not their fault. It's, it's the environment. So, um, I grew up questioning things because I felt everything. And as a child, I can astro project. And that was very confusing trying to explain it to people, but then being looked at in that way. So I was, I was a young therapist. I would, I would do therapy on everybody. People come, I mean, imagine being like a 10 year old and people are like, Oh my God, I'm so stressed. I'm like, why are you stressed? What's going on? <laughs> it was just, it was a natural, um, it was a natural part of me to be caring and be loving and be that empath. And so uh, I shut down a lot of those gifts because it, again, if it's not what's happening in your environment and a child, children want to fit in bottom line, <laughs> they want to fit in. Yeah. If you stand out as a child, to you in your psychology that there that's a threat to die like there's something gonna it's something's gonna happen to me if i don't fit in if i don't do what everyone else is doing it's too dangerous it's too risky mm. you know so it's easy for a parent to say you just be you mm. <laughs> no mom no dad i want to do what they're doing they're my tribe they're my age mm. i want to fit in yeah. And so I tried to fit in, didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. And after a while, I think I just realized that it's important for me to just be me. And that was hard, but that happened way in my teenage years, guys. So don't, don't even stress uh, if there's any kids watching this, don't worry about it. You're fine. You're, you're perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say I started stepping into my journey when I realized that the things I thought I wanted were in conflict with how it made my body feel. Mm. And so I started to lean towards, oh, it's 444 here. (laughs) I started to lean towards the kinesthetic aspect of my life and realized that I just need to move towards what feels good. And so I started to, I started consuming books and trust me, I've been through a lot. I've, I, I grew up so poor, <laughs> so poor third world country. Come on, you know? Um, but I never felt poor. Mm-hmm. That was the interesting part. And that's why I feel like I was born to do what I'm doing now because it's all about feeling. It's all about that mindset, that space you're in. You can physically have an environment that doesn't support you, but if your internal environment does, congruency, you can Mm. achieve and have anything you want. And this isn't woohoo. There's science backing this now, you know, Mm. and, and 
I think the most spectacular, not the most spectacular, but what I'm feeling to talk about now is, you know, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune condition that you're born with. Mm. And that was flared up by my environment. And obviously I wasn't as centered as I could have been. And instead of taking drugs for the rest of my life, which a lot of people do, mm. apparently one in, I think one in five of every American have an autoimmune condition, which is mm. insane. It's terrible. Um, but a lot of people don't know they have it. So they're, they're seeing these symptoms in their body and not really paying attention to what it could be. Anyway, I was able to heal myself in two months after being diagnosed just with going internal. Mm. It was funny. My doctor, she took like 15 minutes to come in the room. She was like, I had to call a lot to make sure this was your test results. They're, they're perfect. Like, mm. what did you do? Like, I tried to explain some of it to her, but the truth is it was just, it was shifting my internal state. There was something in me that triggered my autoimmune condition. There is mm. something in you right now that's preventing you from achieving what you want. There's something in you right now that it's not that it's 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 trying to on 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 purpose. It's a pattern that was created for you by you to protect you from something and now there's incongruency because you're no longer in that situation. Mm. How old were you at that time when you went through that? When I was diagnosed, situation. it was actually like about five years ago or so. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, no, I was studying. I was, I, I'm, I go ham, cheese, and burgers when I study. I mm. focus, but I forget about my body. I forget about my practices. And that was a reminder that, hey, you can achieve things, but if your internal state isn't balanced, I'm sorry, you will be out of balance. So it was easy for me to recognize that my body has so much control over what I do. Let's be honest, people, and let's be clear here. And I want to be crystal clear. If you take anything away from this uh, video, take this. If you want to achieve a next level of mind, you must have some support when it comes to your body because your body is strong enough to keep you from achieving mental and spiritual mastery. Mm. If you're hungry, try meditating. If you have cramps in your stomach, try meditating. If, if try doing any of your spiritual practices while your body is in need of something, there's a, there's a block there. There's a bar there. Some of us, we just need to tune in more. Mm. I think also what's a, what a powerful message for me is even for someone like yourself who has, it sounds like almost your entire life, you've always been in tune with these things. You've always mm -hmm. been working on these things. You still slip up sometimes when you say like, oh, I know I'm kind of letting it slip with my body. That's very humbling. I think that's important for people hey, to, to recognize. I have teachers too. Mm. Teachers have teachers. We, it would be so anyone that says that they're, I, I don't need to learn anything from anyone run. Don't, <laughs> don't, yeah. don't, don't know. That's all ego. And that's, I have teachers. And like I said, I, I, I love saying this because it's true. It's like, 
playing a Mario game. Life is like playing a Mario game. You have to go through the levels. Mm -hmm. And if you're lucky and if you're smart, you'll go ahead and you'll get that shortcut, you know, that extra life and all those, all those knickknacks that life can offer you if you're willing to just be fearless and take it. Mm. So every level is going to be harder. When I was going through that four years ago, I was nowhere near the level of consistency and I would say sobriety with the things I'm doing. I don't watch TV anymore. No TV shows, no, no movies, no nothing. And that's, mm. that wasn't the case back then. I needed to detach from my distractions and that was my journey. And that's, I'm choosing to do it because I see the benefits in my overall life. Mm. So yes, teachers have teachers. Remember yeah, that. That's always, I think an important one. There's always someone who you can learn from. It's like the whole um, thing of if you're the smartest person in the room, you know, in the, you're in the wrong room type of thing. Exactly. And, and also I want to note when you meet someone, always ask yourself this, is this person here to teach me or am I here to teach them? Every person that's watching this show, this, this program, this, you know, recording has been through something that they mm. can help another person through. And so the goal is to keep moving forward. If we're, if we're all climbing a, a mountain, there's going to be some people that are far ahead and there's going to be some people that are, you know, just getting started, but no one gets off of that mountain unless everyone gets off. And that's the mentality we need to have as a human race, mm -hmm. helping each other, giving value. How can I be of service to you so that you can get up that mountain faster so that you can help the next person behind you? I love that mindset because I've I've never heard anyone say it like that to me of when you meet someone, am I, what can I learn from them or what can they learn from me? And I've never heard anyone um, say it that way. So I really, I really like that part. I'd obviously love to, to go through your exercise for everyone now. I think that would yes. be an amazing way to end the episode. Sure. So it's a simple exercise. I know many people love to do affirmations. If you don't do affirmations, it's awesome to do because it's a way to affirm a new belief within your unconscious mind. And so if you do it enough, you start to, the unconscious mind starts to realize that, oh, I can create new neural pathways for this new path. You're consistently doing what you're doing right now because it's easy, it's routine, and it's, you know, it's automated. It's cool. Mm. Why not? The minute you realize that there's a new path, you start to think, and that's called metacognition. That's, that's you seeing and observing yourself thinking and processing things differently. Mm -hmm. So I would say if you have your affirmation list, or if you want to create a new one, the first things you want to do, and I'll tell you three things you absolutely need to do is one, make sure your affirmation list is one of affirming beliefs versus, I would say, negative. And I know you're like, wait, it's an affirmation. How can it be negative? Well, for example, if your affirmation sounds something like, I will remember to not, you know, give my attention to people who don't need it. 
Mm. That's an, uh, that's, that's affirming to your unconscious mind that you're going to give your attention to people who need it, mm. who don't need it, who need it. You're going to give your attention to people, period, because your unconscious mind does not understand not. It's going to go with what you say. So make sure your affirmations are affirming in the positive light. So to reframe that, you can say something like, I will always, it's easy for me to give my attention to those who respect it. Mm. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's easy for me to flow with the energy of the universe because it feels right. Like you can do whatever you want. You can make it um, straightforward. I love myself and I, I show myself that easily and efficiently or effortlessly, or yeah. you can do it a little playful where you're like, you know, I, I flow with the energy of the universe. So, you know, optimal energy flows through my body every single second of the day. Like you can do whatever feels right to your body. Um, which brings me to my second point. When you state your affirmation in the positive, listen to yourself and feel how it feels in your body. When you say that affirmation, it must it must cause hairs to grow on your skin or, or raise on your skin, or you must feel a warming sensation somewhere, a cooling sensation. It must trigger some reaction in your body of positivity and light. You must just mm. feel good. It could just, it could be as simple as you say it and you just crack a big smile. Make sure it moves you because then you're just saying words. Mm. If you don't, because I know I actually have said one or two things to myself affirmation wise, and I felt like almost like nervous. Is is that mm. kind of, if people feel that, is it like you're almost just like lying to yourself or it's like, it's not congruent? So what I would say is I would reframe it a little bit. So if you don't believe what you're saying, then you're, nothing's, nothing's really going to work. Mm. And I'll be honest with you. If you say I'll, you know, I'll I'll be a billionaire in in two seconds, then you're not going to believe that. So saying that, it's not necessarily lying to yourself. I wouldn't say. I'll just say it's it's um, it's setting yourself up for failure. And you don't mm -hmm. want to do that when you're doing your affirmations. It's supposed to be flowing and and growth related. You know, mm -hmm. so. If you're a little nervous, then I would say reframe it just a little bit where it makes you a little uncomfortable because it's something you're going after, but it makes you feel good. Mm. Because remember, your 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 brain's job is to is to make you feel good. It's to protect you. And so it monitors everything you do. If you go to the gym, work out and feel terrible about it the entire time, do you really feel like your brain's going to give you or support you in trying to go to the gym again? No, this is, mm. you don't like this. We don't like it. So no. How about TV? How about your, 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 your body or your mind is going to start putting other bank boundaries in place. So you don't go to the gym because you didn't like it. Mm. It's, it's, you have to, to some extent you have to, you have to psychologically be a match to what you're asking for. 
Mm. You know, so if it's too big, tone it down a little bit. It's fine. It's okay. Because once that toned down version feels great, then you go after the other one and you keep moving. Remember, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm. Healing work is, it takes time and everyone's capable of reaching their best potential. It's Mm. in your DNA. You're supposed to. Oh, right. And the third one, uh, the third one will be remember to have your affirmations as moving targets versus a specific goal. Mm. I mean, you can have affirmations as, as goals, but I would say just have your goals list as goals. And this is just stuff that's worked for me and my clients. The affirmation is something that you grow into. You know, you, you keep creating new neural pathways to fit that, to suit that, to become that person. So if you're doing affirmations, make sure it's something that um, there's no end in sight, really. You know, an affirmation for me is, um, you know, I am consciously and unconsciously moving this world forward when it comes Mm. to spiritual growth. I am living, I am consistently and efficiently and effortlessly living my purpose every single day. That is an on-moving target. Mm. And so that makes me feel good. There's no, my unconscious mind knows that there's no, there's no checkbox. I keep growing. You'll, You'll find that it feels so good when you can keep going versus okay, well, there's a difference. There's affirmation and there's goals. So make sure that if you're setting yourself up to create affirmations, create affirmations and then have your goals list, please. Mm. It's very important. Yeah. No, I love this. So to summarize, the first one was okay. essentially don't set your affirmations in the negative. If I kind of yes. worded it properly. Reframe them. Yeah, mm-hmm. And the second one was, I truly feel what you're saying. And if something's, yes. and also we added on, if you're kind of feeling really not with it, you might need to kind of lower the, mm-hmm. the bar a little bit. And then the third was to set the affirmations, not to see them as like goals with an end, see them as um, just continuously moving growing targets and moving targets yeah yeah incredible i, I mean, also want to say with the second one yeah I, just real quick if you notice that you're doing an affirmation and it feels uncomfortable that's that's a time where you sit with yourself sit with yourself sit with what you're asking for and ask yourself why does this make me uncomfortable why does this make me uncomfortable and listen to what comes up don't mm. just set it aside and say, okay, let me, let me chunk down a little bit. No, notice what's happening. Set yourself up for success by low, by just creating something that makes your body feel a lot more comfortable and then reach out and figure out what is uncomfortable about this. Because eventually you're going to, you're going to want to go into that and lean into it. You don't want to leave it feeling uncomfortable. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, like yeah. you said, that comfort so is potentially a sign of a block that you need to work through at some point. That's discomfort. Exactly. So if if you don't 
work with me or, or someone who does what I do, then you can simply sit with yourself and try to find where that block is because that affirmation is waiting for you and it's waiting for you to step into knowing that it's possible. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, I know it's probably not just me saying this, but it's been absolutely incredible having you on today. And I think, yeah, uh -huh. it's, I mean, I've taken away a ton from the conversation and the end of the end exercise at the end, that's definitely something people are going to take a lot away from. So for people who really want to reach out to you now, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Well, absolutely. So I just honestly connect with me on my, my Facebook page. That's Earl Tiffany, or you can go on the Sivana page, which is C S C I V A N A Sivana on Facebook mm -hmm. and send me a message send me a message. I, my team's available. I'm very open to connecting with new people. So a lot of the times you might be talking to me because again, I love what I do and Hey, I'm here. I'm here. And I meant what I said about my mission here is to help move um, the consciousness of mankind forward. So if there's any questions you have, anything you want clarity on, just send me a message. That's S C I V A N A on Facebook. Or you can look me up on Instagram. That's sci.vana on Instagram. Okay. Beautiful. And obviously we'll include everything in the bottom. So it's easy peasy, but thank you so much again. You're welcome. This was awesome. I hope to hear from at least 90% of you. <laughs> That's watching. It was great. Everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Automator series as much as I enjoyed having it. And there are two things I want you to do now. I want you firstly to follow me on YouTube, get that subscription in because you're going to see all the new episodes popping up in that case and you can stay on top of the series. And the second thing is I want you to reach out to me. If uh, anything we discussed on the episode today resonated with you in regards to potentially taking a jump into an online spiritual coaching business or you really have a business and you're wanting to grow that out and you're feeling like you could be impacting a lot more lives, but you don't quite have the time right now, you don't quite have the freedom you wanted, and you don't quite have those systems in place, I want you to reach out to me. It's a no pressure, no strings attached. Send me a message on Facebook, LinkedIn, email, whatever you prefer, and we can just have a conversation and a bit of a back and forth in regards to where you're at, what you're looking for, and how I might be able to help you impact more lives with what you're doing.